Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a Walking in Truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome jujitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel. We give away free Bibles. We offer prayer and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love walking in truth and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth. Everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is truly appreciative. Romans 7. Believers united to Christ. Or do you not know, brethren, for I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law has jurisdiction over a person as long as he lives. For the married woman is bound by law to her husband while he is living. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law concerning the husband. So then, if while her husband is living, she is joined to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from the law, so that she is not an adulteress, though she is joined to another man. Therefore, my brethren... You also were made to die to the law through the body of Christ, so that you might be joined to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit for God. For while we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in the members of our body to bear fruit for death. But now we have been released from the law, having died to that by which we were bound, so that we serve in newness of the Spirit and not in oldness of the letter." What shall we say then? Is the law sin? May it never be. On the contrary, I would not have come to know sin except through the law, for I would not have known about coveting if the law had not said you shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity through the commandment, produced in me coveting of every kind. For apart from the law, sin is dead. I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin became alive and I died. 
for this commandment or in this commandment, which was to result in life, proved to result in death for me. For sin, taking an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me and through it killed me. So then the law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Therefore, did that which is good become a cause of death for me? May it never be. Rather, it was sin in order that it might be shown to be sin by affecting my death through that which is good so that through the commandment sin would become utterly sinful. The conflict of two natures. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of flesh, sold into bondage to sin. For what I am doing I do not understand, for I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not want to do, I agree with the law, confessing that the law is good. So now no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. For the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. But if I am doing the very thing I do not want, I am no longer the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. I find then the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. For I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man. But I see a different law in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is my members. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, on the one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God, but on the other, with my flesh, the law of sin. Here in Romans 7, he's comparing the law of sin and the law of God. And he's saying, of course, that the law of God is freedom, but the law of sin is slavery. But another way to really show this comparison is this. We, the truth does not set you free. That is not what the word says. The truth by itself does not set you free. You are in bondage to the truth, even when you don't know it. So the law, before you know it, you are bound to it, and it is not freedom. But here he says, when you understand, and that's the key, the truth or the law, as you understand, the truth that you know and understand makes you free. Because as soon as I know and understand the law, I now know to keep it. And I know that I can choose, but I know I now have the ability to choose. And it's he's saying that our flesh chooses the law of sin. But when we know and understand in our hearts, in our soul, in our spirit, we know what we should do and how we should choose and that is freedom being bound to the law brings freedom and in psalm 119 if that were not true that entire psalm the longest psalm the longest one in the entire book of psalms psalm 119 would be completely a, a waste of ink 
it says that God's law is good. It's it's light to us. It is understanding to us. It brings us guidance. It also says that it is liberty and it is freedom and it is good. So if the law was done away with by Jesus, as most of the church teaches today, then if that were true, Psalm 119 is a waste of breath and it should be taken out of the Bible. It's not true though. It is not true. In fact, God said that in in Deuteronomy, he said that his word was on our lips and he put it on our hearts. And then he gave the promise that when I send you the helper, and Jesus said, I will ask the Father to send the helper in my name. When I send you the helper, I will write the law on your hearts. Did he say the new law? No, it's the same law. It's his law, which Jesus said can be summed up in two, two primary pegs. And all the law, all 613 mitzvot can be hung on these two pegs. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. That's how you could sum up all of the law. But it gives you specifics as to how to appropriately love your neighbor. How to appropriately love God. But we still say, I want to do it my way. And that's not okay. God says that the way, the the way... A man's way is right in his own eyes or in his own heart. But God shows us the right path and the right way. We should not be seeking after our own understanding of law. We should be seeking God's guidance and asking Holy Spirit to help us to navigate through the truth of God's law, which is still relevant today. So Father, thank you that you give us freedom. You tell us the things that we should and shouldn't do because you made us and you created us and you created creation. You gave all of it to us to to have dominion over. And Adam didn't lose dominion for us. Adam just gave the keys over to Satan, but Jesus came and took those back. He took those back for us. So that we now have the authority and we have the ability to keep your law because we do love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless.
Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to, to spend with your family uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.